Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao scene one take one going on everybody it's your boy Val providing you another edition of nothing to watch of course brought to you by sideshow conversations the only podcast that makes you feel too sweet but we're not gonna be going into wrestling right about now nope 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 we're not going to video games nope 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 we're diving right into movies collaborating comic books with movies because you know what I'm a nerd I'm I'm a nerd and I love being a nerd I love being a geek and I love reading comic books so you can imagine how excited I was five years ago when they announced a Justice League movie was happening. And I was just going crazy. I was like, man, he got me right in the heart. I always said, if 2012 happened and I didn't get to see Avengers, I'd die, man. That will be it for me. But I got to see it. And the end of the world didn't happen, so fuck off. So um, I got to see Avengers. I got to see the culmination of all my favorite Marvel superheroes come together. And this film, boom, Justice League came out. And um, you can imagine that I, you know, me as a Batman fan, loving Batman, loving all the characters behind Batman as well, too. Also, a Flash fan, of course, an Aquaman fan. I was just salivating over the fact that I got to see my favorite characters on the big screen finally together. Um, yeah, so this came out November 17th. 2017, my B-Day. Thank you, everybody. Hold your applause. Chill, 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 chill. I'm just turning 30, the big 3-0. But we can talk about that later. That's for another day, another podcast. Ladies, DM me. I'm just kidding. But at the end of the day, yeah, this came out. Do I have my reservations about the film? Oh, yeah. And I'm going to deep dive into it. It's a spoiler cast, people. I'm going to be spoiling some stuff out. So if you don't want to hear this, you want to watch the movie first and get back to this, get ahead. 
I'm always here. That's the beauty about podcasting. This is always going to be here for you to watch. But anyway, let's get right into it. I'm going to rate this right now, today. I'm revealing to you the first ever, not a big top, and not an 86. This right here is a mid card. This is right in the middle of the show where it's not too great, not too bad, just enough to get the crowd kind of pumped up for the main event. And that's kind of how I feel about this movie right now. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But it, it got me, I guess, satisfied. Wanted another one. Um, I had my reservations going into it, especially with the DC movies that came out before this. You know, Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad. But I saw a glimmer of hope with Wonder Woman. So, that being said, let's get into the facts. What I didn't like about it. I'll go into that first because, you know, boom. Like, I'll tell you all the great things I loved about this movie. What I didn't like about it, yeah. Zack Snyder. Bro, uh, you're, you're a fantastic visionary. You have so much vision. But I feel like you're one of these people, kind of like the Wachowski brothers, where I feel like you're great as a producer. You can ex execute a great movie visually, but your directing styles, you need to be reeled in a little bit. And um, that's how I feel about this movie. I feel like, well, any Zack Snyder movie, I feel like he he doesn't know how to be reeled in. He doesn't. He's like a fanboy with all the tools and no one to say no sometimes. And it's tough because as a fanboy, you want to put your vision out there, what you want. Um, not really caring about what the fans want, but what you want as a fan yourself of the material. So that's a little difficult right there. You can't have the inmates running the asylum all the time. So it's one of those movies where visually it's a beautiful movie. At the same time, though, totally it's a mess. Um, you can definitely see, because Zack Snyder couldn't finish the whole movie due to personal reasons, um, Josh Whedon took the helm, and we know Josh. Josh has experience with big-time group movies, you know, Age of Ultron, of course. Um, and you can see how the tone shifts um, from character development. You see that that's definitely Josh Whedon's strong point. You get, But we'll get into that later. Like I said, the good comes later on. The bad is here. You know, structurally it was horrible with certain Zack Snyder parts. I felt like there was just shots just to be shot. There was just chaos just to have chaos. Um, the first, I want to say, half an hour of the movie just wasn't as satisfying as I wanted it to be. Too broody. Too, too broody for my liking. And I love a good Batman. I'm a Batman fan, so I love brooding Batman all the time. But this wasn't really brooding Batman. This was like regretful Batman. You know, oh, I beat up Superman to the brink of death and he, he's dead because of me, basically. And I'm like, well, bro, Jason Todd died in the last movie. If anything, if you want to fix the world, you should be fixing the world because, you know, your damn son died in a way. Not because, you know, a dude that you barely met or knew, you almost stabbed in the heart of a kryptonite staff. Um, now you feel horrible about that. You know, no, 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 no. Don't, don't give me that. Don't give me that sass right there. I don't need it. Sorry. Get that out. I'll 86 that part right there. Um, what, I you know, what I didn't like about the movie as well, too, is that... Um, I'm, like I said, spoiler cast right here. In my opinion, and this is for everybody, you all saw the comment anyway, but I'm going to say it right now. I'm giving you a second to leave. One, two, three, four, five. They brought back Superman again. They brought him back to life, and I felt it was way too early. I'm going to deep dive into this part right here. In Batman vs. Superman, I felt like we didn't deserve his death. I'm going to say it right now. As a fan of comic books, we did not deserve his death so early. We had Man of Steel. It was a decent movie. But it didn't get the critical acclaim that it deserved. And I know it's it's jumbled up a little bit as well too, but it's a decent movie. So you, you already had people with the reservations about that Superman to begin with. Then you kill him off in the second movie. 
for no apparent reason, when there could have been different ways to end that movie, alright, I get you. You want to kill him off. Cool. I didn't earn, I, I didn't feel like I earned it. I didn't feel like I loved Superman enough for me to feel like a detachment of the character when he was gone. So it didn't do me anything. Maybe to another kid out there, but it didn't do, didn't do me anything whatsoever. So to see him being brought back so early without consequence was just like a slap in my face. And I guess it was a slap in the face of anybody who did take the Superman death serious. And I was like, damn, like what was that point? Just for, for a pop, for a cheap pop? So yeah, that pissed me off about the movie. Um, uh, there's certain things I just I, I don't agree with. I think Stephen Wolf was a horrible character. Um, I think he's not the greatest character to begin with in the comic books. I mean, if anything, you know, he's just, uh, you know, a a C-list character compared to Darkseid, who is the ultimate villain. Not in this movie, but of course we're taking those steps to get to Darkseid, of course. But when you have parademons and things of that nature and talking about Apocalypse, the world, and trying to terraform it, Earth to be like Apocalypse to appease Darkseid, you know, it's like you're not the big bad. You're you're second rate for the big bad. You know, we're all waiting for the big bad. You're just there. I think the animation for Stephen Wolf is horrible. I uh, Ripping him off the comics, I mean, you could have done so much different designs for him and you got this horrible CG animation version of Steppenwolf. Um, another thing I didn't like, we didn't get lanterns. I'll tell you, for people that didn't see the movie, you're gonna be like, but wait, I'll get into that later on. But we didn't get the lantern. We didn't get the part where we want to unite the whole Justice League and a lantern would have been great in this movie, even if he showed up at the end. So that part where you see um, Alfred, like he told me you come. It wasn't a Green Lantern, people. I'm sorry about that. It wasn't Martian Manhunter. I would have took that as well, too. It was basically Superman. And, yeah, we got him at the end of the scene just doing Superman stuff, which is cool. I'll get into some of that stuff later on, too. But, yeah, I didn't think Sephiroth was a great character. I didn't like the fact that, you know, he we almost got the whole, you know, big beam action scene almost like we get in these DC movies where a beam gets shot into the world, into space. And all chaos is happening. We almost got that in a way, but it was getting to that part. And I was about to be like, uh, another one of these movies. But, you know, I had my reservations about that. I could, I could go on about what I didn't like about it. But let's talk about what I loved about it. Okay. The characters were very, 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 besides Batman, were very fleshed out. You know, in my opinion, a standout character was Flash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say it. Uh, was he better than Grant Gustin? No, no. Uh, Grant's portrayal of Flash is totally different than Ezra Miller's. But just like how Dave Batista um, kind of resonates the kids that are on the spectrum, you know, Ezra Miller's Flash could resonate the kids that have ADHD and suffered through moments of just being too hyper and you see him in the movie just like you know my my, my, my metabolism is too high and I, I can't really sit down and make friends because i'm always trying to be jittery and get things done and get things done and i you know i don't know how to be uh, socially accepted because my brain can't process certain things like friendship or empathy and things of that nature so he's very much a loner and i love the fact that you see that with um, his take on flash i love the fact that he's not even that much of a hero you know, there's a part that I love the most in this movie where, spoiler again, you know, 
they're all trying to gang up against Steppenwolf, and there's a families, and there's citizens, and this and this kind of um, not post-apocalyptic, but this um, terraform-like apocalypse part of the world. And there's citizens that need to be rescued, and you know, Flash is just like, I don't know what to do. I'm not gonna fight this guy. Like, I'd never been in a fight in my life. I just push people, you know, when I go fast. And you know, Bruce just goes up to him. And he's like, save one person. And then you know. Flash is like, then what? He's like, then you know what to do. That's like so impactful. Just to hear that, like Bruce giving that 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 confidence in Barry. That's that's just right out of the comic books right there. Because Bruce and Barry are so just hand in hand a lot of times in the comic books. That he looks up to Bruce as like a big brother, as a mentor in a way as well too. Um, so you see that part right there. And it's very, very, very emotional because you get to see Flash not just as a person that needs to be fighting people, but just save the person that needs to save people. And you see him save his first citizen, and he just goes out. He has that look in his face like, I have confidence and I know what I'm doing. So he goes back and forth trying to use his speed to his advantage. Awesome, awesome, awesome part right there. Kudos. Another breakout performance again. Gail Gadot. Gail Gadot. Gail Gadot. <laughs> if I best botch it up, my bad. Um, you know, a great, again, a great performance is Wonder Woman. Um, beginning of the movie, you see her stopping this bank almost kind of being robbed, but it's not really a, a robbing of the bank. It's more of a terrorist attack. And he literally says, I'm here just to cause chaos. Kind of like a Joker-esque character, but the same token, he just wants to see the world burn. And make a statement saying that this world's full of people who just don't care. And there's no Superman to stop me. And he just wants to blow up the world, basically. Well, basically that part of London. <laughs> and you see Wonder Woman just go up in there and take down his goonies one by one. And then she literally takes this bomb, throws it into the air, lets it explode, saving that whole building right there. Which is great. She's just a great hero. But the most powerful part, and especially in today's climate, is you see this criminal... To get like a, like a little AK-47 gun and says, you know what, I was going to blow up this whole entire building, but I have to do this the hard way. And he's like, no offense, I just want to do this because we need to kill some people today. And he was just about to spray all these random people, kids, babies, adults, all together in a row. And you see just Gail just get, you know, the 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 gauntlets and just block all the bullets saving as many people as she can and taking down this criminal it's so crazy in today's climate where you see people just it's very emotional because everywhere you look these days people are gunning each other down and it's tough and it's not a political part right here i'm not trying to get into that whatsoever you people love your guns that's no problem i understand that gotta feel safe somehow right but at the same token um, it's crazy how we live in a world that people are just getting shot up and there's no heroes out there to stop, stop that person. And it's just, it's so, such a great feel good moment to see, you know, a woman take charge and be a protector in a maternal way as well too, to all these people and, and be the hero that she needs to be in this climate now, in this stage of the movie, you know, you see her turn away at the end of Wonder Woman and in Batman vs Superman, she said she's turned her way on society as well too, because she felt society wronged her. So, you see her actually being portrayed as a hero, as the Wonder Woman we all love. So that was great to see. Aquaman's character, Jason Momoa. I told everybody I was going to love him. Alright, even when people were saying he's um, bro dude Aquaman, I didn't care. Because you know what? It's hard for you to get a character like Aquaman over 
I'm going to use wrestling terms or carny terms over to the crowd. Because at the end of the day, people are just going to look at him as like the fish guy. Oh, you talk to fish. Oh, that's cool. Oh, you ride seahorses like super friends. Oh, that's cool. Nah. Do I feel like there's some parts that I saw with Zack Snyder's direction for Aquaman that were a little pointless? Yeah. He was just like a, a big guy with a shirt off for the ladies. But I do see where Josh Whedon's character development came into, came into being. Because you see parts where he feels disgruntled with his mother leaving him with his father. Feeling like he never had a shot at being a true Atlantean because he wasn't welcomed down there because he was a half-breed. But you see that, that even when Atlantis is in peril, spoiler alerts, there's parademons that show up in Atlantis to, uh, I guess, wreak havoc. And you see Steppenwolf going down there to wreak havoc to collect a mother box. I'll get into that in a second. Um, you see him defend Mera. You see him defend Atlantis. You don't know who's in charge of it, so that's a little little easter egg out there but you see him like defending his basically home country in a way for not for his sub for himself but it's the right thing to do uh, because that's part of his culture and that resonates so well with like what's going on with puerto rico right now as well too like people you know as americans as a puerto rican you know we go out there and we see that puerto rico is in peril right now with the hurricane so we go out there we we donate as much as possible even if it's five dollars we're just donating so that resonated to me right there um you get to see him and mara's relationship blossom as well too it's like the first time the meeting in a way so they kind of resent each other, but you can see where that goes, and I like that. Great tidbit. You get to see Cyborg's character, bro. And Cyborg, I was going to say, I was going to hate him. I was going to hate him. I was going to hate him because of the suit design. I said, bro, he looks like a robotic vagina. I'm sorry. Like, he looks crazy. He looks like like, like uh, Megatron's nutsack, nut seriously. But as far as... Certain things being cut from movie, I heard. I heard that, you know, they didn't show the accident scene. They didn't show how the football scene where he got disemboweled, you know, that was left out. So you just get him dealing with the fact that he feels like a monster. He feels like he's not man anymore. He's discovering his powers. He's part of the mother box in a way. So his powers are ever growing. His body is ever growing. The machine in itself is ever evolving as well too so his suit's always changing he always has different powers you see a part where he gets the, the jetpack in a way he's like that wasn't here yesterday so he's always trying to control what 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 the monster what the beast is inside basically he's trying to reclaim his humanity little by little and it's, that right there is all josh right there i know that because i'm sorry zach doesn't have the the emotional depth for a character like cyborg i love that fact um, I like the fact that we get Hoodie hoodie and Sweat Cyborg looking like he's about to play some ball. That's hilarious. We get the Booyah at the end as well, too. So, And we get the fact that you can see him, his body, his, his the mother box that's in, installed inside of him, turning on him in a way as well, too. You see, like, when Superman comes up, it reacts to a Kryptonian. It's like, enemy, enemy. So it, it's crazy. That That's a fun part right there, too. Um... Like I said, Batman was a little too brooding for me. Maybe he was my least favorite character. And I gotta say that he was my least favorite character throughout the movie. Um, I will say that Superman, after post-resurrected in a Jesus-type faction, did impress me because they changed the tone. I think, once again, this is Josh giving him more character development. We got straight out of a comic book Superman. We got a Superman that basically did... Um, 
that stands for truth, justice, and the American way, you know, <laughs> in, in such ways. And he even says that part, which is fun. Everything that Superman did in the later part of the movie was straight out of the comic book. There's a part where Flash is saving more citizens, and after beating up Steppenwolf, he goes says, wait, there's people that need to be saved too, I'm going to help out. Wonder Woman and Aquaman has have this fight, so I'm going to do this. So you see him and Flash like, hey, you're new, and Flash is like, oh, I'm Ultimate Fanboy, and, you know, I love you, Superman, you're awesome, I'm working with you. He's like, let's uh, save some people. And you got like a mini race. Straight out of the comic books right there. You know, and you have Flash racing Superman to see who, who, how many people they can save the most. So you see Flash save like five people in the van. And faster than Superman. But then you see Superman like two seconds behind him with a giant building full of like thousands of people saving. So it's hilarious to see that you see Flash's face like, oh. So like, yeah, I kind of won the battle, but you won the war in a way. Um, you get that scene. You get Superman's little ice breath, which you didn't see last time. So that was fun. You get the ice breath from Superman. Um, just the, the, the chest out, curl, curl going down the face, you know, battle hard Superman, but also doing it to be part of a group and also be part of a, uh, in a leadership role as well, too. Um, there's a part where he gets resurrected, even though I didn't like the part when he got resurrected. There's a part where, um, the Justice League have to take him down because, you know, he got re resurrected by the mother box. He doesn't know where he's at and he has all this power and he's just confused. And there's an awesome pet cemetery reference that Flash keeps on saying, like, look, pet cemetery, he's going crazy. And they all kind of battle him to kind of like shake him back up to what's going on. And you see everybody just attacking him. Wonder Woman goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. She gets messed up. Batman goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. He gets messed up. Aquaman, Cyborg, they all get messed up. And then you see all of them jumping them. And you see uh, Flash kind of just do the slow motion. Trying to sneak up yard behind them. And as everybody is like, trying to fight Superman, you see in slow motion... Superman's face just turned with the meanest mug looking at Flash. And you see Flash like, oh, shit. And he gets punched in the face. So it's like, it's fun to see that part. Like, they really took liberties to have fun with these characters in a way that Marvel does. So that's all Josh right there, I think. I think we didn't know how to kind of peel the layers out of different characters and get a great performance. So, yeah. Um, is it a mess when it comes to the tone? Yes. Does the villain... Kind of suck? Yes. Do I feel the first half of the movie suffered a lot of nonsensical plots? Yes. But in all, it's a fun, fun group ensemble movie. I think everybody played a great part toward the end. I think um, you got your, your quintessential team moment with the Justice League finally forming. And uh, I remember I told you about that tidbit. There is a part in this movie. I don't want to spoil too much because I want you guys to watch it. Um, there's an ancient fight with Stephen Wolf invading Earth for the first time. So you see the Amazons, you see the Atlanteans, and you see one Green Lantern fighting alongside him. Couldn't spot who it was. I really wish there was like Abin Sol or something like that, but I had to go back and watch it because I know somebody else. And you see him fall down to Stephen Wolf and his ring flies out. So yes, there are lanterns out there. I wish that it would have been a lantern that would have helped at the end of the movie because it kind of gave us that tidbit in the beginning of it. But, nonetheless, I feel like we had some kind of fan service, so that was fun to see. Anyway, I give it a mid-card because, like I said, I, I, I rank it better than Batman vs. Superman. But, at the end of the day, it, it did not give me what I wanted out of my Justice League movie. It gave me just enough, I guess. Um, 
And I just hope that whoever takes the helm next to direct these movies, because I think this is Snyder's last DC movie from what I'm hearing, that I hope they, they focus more on character development and even more character development for a, for a villain that's more fleshed out. And I think that's what they're doing. I'm going to unleash to you the post credit scene, people. Sorry. Spoiler cast. Post, there's two of them. I don't care if they're following the Marvel way. Go fuck yourself. It's fun, all right? We all expect it now in movies. That's not just a Marvel thing. It's a movie thing these days. So the first post-credit scene is, is uh, Flash, is Superman, doing the quintessential cover, the action comics of uh, Flash, is Superman, racing around the world. And you don't get to see the race, but you get to see the starting of the race. No cheating, no this, no that. And they start, and it just pauses right there. I'm like, ah, good moment right there. Comic book fanboy moment, and he was screaming like, yeah. And then the last one is you see that Lex Luthor was um, escaping prison with the help of a certain someone. And you see a boat scene with Luthor just chilling out, played by Jesse Eisenberg. Looking a lot better now with the bald head, might I add. Um, saying that, yeah, I see that Superman's back, resurrected, like a god he is, I guess. You know, and I see he brought a team. Well, you know, in this day and age, if the superheroes, if the Justice League, and he had the key coins the name, can have a league of their own, why can't we? And you see, you see him turn around, and it's Deathstroke. Um, I, I, I'm not going to bash his name, but he's a true blood um, loyalist, and he is a, a Magic Mike cast member as well, too. Um, playing Deathstroke, and the suit looked amazing, so I'm not too sure if that's going to be a Justice League villain or just a Batman villain. I've heard in the next Batman movie, Deathstroke is the villain of that, and he looks phenomenal. I know it's Joe Magliato, something like that. Um, so I guess we're getting the Legion of Doom, which is awesome if we do. I can see that, because we're getting a, uh, the Aquaman movie coming out, so we will get that Black Manta character or Ocean Master, whoever it may be. Um, so I can see them building the Justice League versus the Legion of Doom. And if that's the case with the right director, please give me that. I will be so happy with that. That gives me enough to be like, boom, let's go. Anyway, people, that's my review on Justice League. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys have some points of your own after watching it. If you don't agree with me, if you do agree with me, hit me up on the Twitter at ValCisco. Kenny V. You can hit me up on Facebook at Sideshow Conversations where we get our freak on all day talking about all geek culture. Um, you can find me on the Kimura Chronicles with my co-host Jay Rance doing all MMA talk by the fans for the fans. And yeah, here on Bumpers, Val Cisco doing everything I can from pro wrestling talk to comic book talk, everything incorporated in pop culture. Because at the end of the day, pop culture, everything's pop culture, brother. Everything's pop culture. Whether you're talking about the littlest things of, of the, the daily lives of some sitcom or the crazy life of some MMA fighter. It's all pop culture, people. And um, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Anyways, always, I'm bringing this back. Get your mind out of the gutter, but keep your eye on the side.